After Things is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Weird Things. Thank you for supporting this show. Hello and welcome to After Things. I'm Adrian Mean, joined by Brian Brushwood. Hello. Justin Robert Young. Hi, friends. And Mr. Bryce Castillo. Hello. He likes to be different, so his name is Bryce. Yep. I have a different name. Old different Bryce. That's what we call him. <laughs> Legally distinct Bryce. Uh, I I would like to I, I I later on I want to get an update from you about how uh, your league is going. And um, I'm very curious to see if we have any updates on that because we've talked about it before. And I think people would like to know what's going on hmm. right now. I want to talk about a, I bought a device device, a device. I bought a device and uh, cause I am addicted to gadgets. And one of the things I love is 360 capture and we've got really good 360 capture cameras for the last several years. Now you have ones that do 5.7 K this one I got is the Insta 360 which I like because it's actually got this little uh, a little viewer on here that will show you that you can actually pan around with your thumb and see all around what it's about to capture. If you go to the website for it and you see some of the capabilities, and I just this is going to be kind of a broader sort of plug of like, hey, there's something interesting here. One of the things you can do with this is because AI has become evolved enough, you can put this on the tripod in, let's say, a busy street, and it will record, and then you go back and you say, get rid of all the people, and it will get rid of everybody and just show you an empty street. Holy crap. Oh, really? that's awesome. But wait, there's more. What? Um, okay, is you, know, you can stream. You can stream in 360, live stream in 360 with this. And like I said, you can control it. You can also attach this to a cord or a rod, spin it overhead, bullet time. Oh, oh wow. that's awesome. Right, yeah, she, there's a video there. They show some of the capabilities of it, and these other cameras are coming along this way, but you can see kind of some of the the, the crazy sort of possibilities to cover. The image stabilization is great. Uh, auto stabilizes, you know, when you want to like just sort of, you can, you can also use it as a regular camera and just sort of like zoom in. We saw an example there of how uh, this is on a selfie stick, when you put it on a selfie stick, it looks like you have a drone. There's some great footage of somebody like a really strong stick, like doing uh, snowboarding. And you would think that they were on a drone because that camera's so wide angle, it feels like it's a lot further away. Oh, and, and so it, here's, it, it just AI paints out the, yeah. the stick. Huh? No, well, it's just not that the AI doesn't have to do it. It's because of where the, the seam is. Oh. And so you can like you could shoot. And one of the things we talked about before, like where the futures are going to go with cameras, I think eventually Androids and iPhones are going to get to a point where you're just going to have a super wide angle lens. And then later on, you say this is the photo. So here, yeah, if you go. Yeah. If you look at the snowboarding footage, you would think it was a drone. And then see if you can find the, the bullet time image on there, too, because um, it's nice because here we're watching. Basically, they captured, you know, you can capture footage of somebody near and the guy's just holding the stick and they just spin the POV around to say, Oh, capture this person over here. And it's just one camera. That's such a brilliant idea. You know, the, the like just 
take a, a thing and then, uh, you know, the, the, the camera itself or the phone itself will suggest like, okay, well, these are the most likely things that you kind of want, or here's what we have already identified as being, you know, compositionally interesting or, or, or anything like that. And, and then between recommendations and your own, uh, understanding of things, like you can make different, really cool images and video. So I'm curious mm -hmm. Uh, whether or not there's an arms race of people becoming savvy to these uh, tools. Like the first time you see this, it's legitimately like, holy cow, this is remarkable. But then again, so is the very first time you ever saw bullet time in, in the Matrix or whatever. And likewise, uh, Comic Sans was at one point a very novel <laughs> font, which is why it became beloved. And because it was so beloved, it got overused, which is why it became a highly reviled font. <laughs> and so I, 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 I'm curious whether or not uh, technology is just expanding too fast for us to uh, keep track of all these things or whether or not um, we'll, we'll be all like, oh, you've got that built-in feature to this phone. I, I, I think that these tools are so readily available that it's less like, oh, you've employed a digital trick and more can you use it in a way that's interesting. Right. Right. Like, like just a slow motion video that a it's random no person puts on novel. the internet is not necessarily particularly novel, but if it's a slow motion video of somebody that you're interested in doing something, you know, like a, 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 a over the weekend, uh, the cast of Jackass was at the Royal Rumble and the night before Brock Lesnar, one of the biggest wrestlers of all time was there was a video, a real video of him, you know, as everybody was drinking at, at a, you know, four seasons, literally body slamming because we man was asking him to body slam him through like a, a hotel table doing it. If that's in slow motion, I'm very excited. Right. If yeah. a random person is giving me a slow motion video of their dog, I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. Oh, yeah. Wow, that 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 panting sure is slow. But I'm not. But I'm not like you know for like I don't know. It, it, it's what can you do with it? And and so right. Yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah. To Brian, your point, like yeah, the the, the novelty of just it's a thing that's going to wear off fast. The the cool thing is that if you see like we saw like we saw some of the bullet time examples and other stuff where it's able to capture you know things. You're we're getting close to the point where we want to, if you want to get into a really cool kind of VR world or ability to sort of capture things and you know, your iPhone can do has a depth sensor in there that can capture three dimensional objects and stuff. And these things are getting better and better and better. And you might be able to use a device and use AI to sort of synthesize it. You might be able to do a thing where you just take an AI and you have enough data from there that it can reconstruct a scene in 3d which imagine like you're watching a sports game, you know, imagine you're watching something like, oh, we're going to put you on the field in the middle of this tackle. You know, we can put you into these places and we might get to a point where the way we watch things in the future might be a lot of mixed media, hopefully yeah. in a good way and not like in a jarring way, like uh, the Eternals where it jumps between formats back and forth. And you're like, why is my screen changing? I mean, but I could totally t uh, see a world where, you know, especially at sporting events where it's no longer feasible for people to individually direct camera shots or whatever, but you delegate entire packages to uh, AI bots that are constantly, you know, they're getting live stream data from all the camera, from all, ca all the cameras and all the helmets. And it just auto stitches together a one, two, three, knowing that this will be a way that will convey a particular play. And it's like without, without any human previewing it, the, it just cut to that package assembled by a robot. Uh, I could totally yeah. see. Yeah, you could probably, it's a very good point. You could probably train something right now on, 
video feeds and calls to know when it's supposed to go to where it should go and be able to get that. So kind of super cool. So and I guess, I guess once we get into the realm of AI, then we even get to the moment the ball leaves the quarterback's hand, uh, the, the computer can run the, the simple Newtonian physics of where it's going to go and where it needs to be to get the exact shot that no, you know, whereas humans have to follow the ball uh, the moment the ball is launched, the, the robot can already know exactly where the shot's going to be. Yeah. Absolutely. There's uh, another Theta, which they had the Rico, the Rico Theta cameras, which were pretty cool. They're coming out with one in like two months, which is another one, which is going to do, they show kind of like right on the box, like here's your Oculus Quest and using, viewing these 360 degree environments in there. If you've never looked at a really high quality 360 photo in VR, I really recommend it. It could be its own medium unto itself. It really can be quite engrossing to pull yourself into it. And there's cool tricks you can do now, too, where you can make things near you actual three-dimensional and things further away. Here, where, yeah, we're looking at like a for like a living room setup, which for a realtor is probably a really good thing. But when you start getting into like some really interesting sort of photos, uh, it can be it just it's, it's there's something interesting about it. Like it's it's a thing that. Never got enough attention to it because one capturing these things was hard and sort of delivering it. But there could be a a really cool VR for Flickr or Instagram thing at, at some point in the future. But yeah, it makes me think about like uh, we were just watching on uh, the video part of the feed. Uh, uh, I Justine demonstrating some stuff, and the real star of the show is the fact that she's in Hawaii. <laughs> you know, and it's like there's uh, much like we were talking about in weird things. Uh, ultimately it's the story that's going to be king, not the, the reader, whether it's a human or a tech technological lead. Yeah, exactly. Why, why should I care about this? Oh, we're on a dog cam. Now I care. Right. Um, so. anyhow, I have something to watch. And like I said, I think eventually all phones are going to probably be able to do a form of this or do a really good 180 or whatever. Yeah. And you're just, you know. It'll it'll become so commonplace you won't even think about it. How much is that little doodad run you? They have a couple different ones. So the pricing, I think, I forgot what I paid. Uh, the let me look. Let's see the Insta oh, one. I think it's like seven hundred or something. Insta three sixty one X two is uh, four hundred four hundred thirty eight. Yeah, four thirty eight. Yeah. So you're looking. That's that's certainly on the high end. You know, for for if you would think about it as like a a fun thing, uh, uh, but if you're if you're doing any kind of video production, it seems like a like a fairly cool investment considering what you can get out of it. If you do any any of those kind of event shots or any kind of travel shit, and compared to like a point and click camera, point and shoot camera, I mean that is I guess that that, that, that is that is their pitch, right? Is that like this is super lightweight and can do everything that a a you know uh, a you know, it is better than using your phone. Yeah, and lighter than using another like like a DSLR yes. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good yeah. pitch. That's interesting. Yeah, and when you start drilling into the features, what you can do, like the after the fact and whatnot, like uh, you know, when my fiance shoots movies, we're always taking set photos, and something like this is handy because I can just start just put the camera in the middle of the room, start snapping several photos, and I go like, oh, you know, here's our here's our AD, here's this person over here. Oh, you can grab a bunch of those images later because it is at 5.7K. Yeah. When you're cropping out smaller examples of it's good. And the dynamic range on this is really good. That was one of the problems originally. Like you would, it was very easy for these things to get blown out because they basically were just two kind of 
low cost sensors sort of stuck to it, you know, back to back. And I had another camera like the view, which was pretty cool. And what that was, it could do, it could flip out the, the cameras and face forward and it did 3d photographs, mm. which oh, was wow. really, really sweet. Already pulled in and it did 360, and that was a really cool. So I think as we get more capture device, more devices to experience this stuff, we'll see more like, you know, if, if, Apple does 3D or does, you know, the AR glasses and they're good. You know, I could see that you take that photo and you sit it down, you look at it sitting on your coffee table or whatever, and you can see everything around it could be very interesting. So uh, I am certain that the fidelity of the cameras is only going to get better and better and cheaper and cheaper. And so it'll make sense that these, you know, have increased megapixels. But I'm also equally curious once AI really gets a handle on the game in a world where we just saw the Get Back documentary where... Uh, all of a sudden they're able to, you know, just look at your past catalog of photos. They're like, oh, no, no, I get it. I, I, I know what the Google Street View of this area looks like. I know what this looks like. I know what this looks like. And mm -hmm. just, just assemble that whole cloth with uh, uh, samples from, you know, 10, you, 20, 50 years ago. You could do that. And even like super resolution algorithms right now that you could run on your own computer are really good. And you could... You could take uh, we've think I think we've seen some examples before. People took like old TV shows like Babylon Five and stuff and ran them through and created 4K versions. And if with these things, if you have a lot of data, like you could really, you could take this existing stuff, yeah, and you could bump that up a lot. And I tell people this, and they look at me funny, like, no, I'm like, like no, really, like the the algorithms now for bumping up, like taking something like I've had old photos of like that I have book covers and stuff that I couldn't find the higher res versions, and I put them through one of these algorithms, and I get a much bigger one. And I've had like media, you know, dealt with like, oh, we need a better quality. Okay, you can do this. No, we, that won't work. And I send them the higher res one. They're like, oh, this looks great. And I'm like, <laughs> all I did was, <laughs> I've done the exact same thing. Where <laughs> yes, it's so stupid. There's people in their heads go, no, it's not the same, and they're stuck in the Photoshop world and not realize. No, this is an algorithm that looks at skin textures and says, oh, there should be pores here or hair, and says, I know what hair is and that. So. Uh, these things keep in every week. Like I love to, if you want to find out like what's possible, like type in something like 2d to 3d photo and then put the magic word GitHub ah. onto your search query. And I, I like doing background removal. I don't know if I showed either you guys, but I made, I've been working on a little side project, which is like to make like really great images. And one of the things I want to do is get rid of the backgrounds, right? There are services that you can use where you pay them 20 cents per picture and they'll use an AI to remove it. I found uh, an online, I found a, a GitHub repo of a library that I just run on a $10 server. And every time I send it a photo, it removes the background. And this is, you know, for the, for a plan with one company that would get me 30 photos a month, I can do a million photos in that time period. So there's, yeah, background, there's, uh, uh, a couple of different one of these things, which is weird because there are people who started companies to offer this as a service like a couple of years ago. And now it's so easy. It's like a one click kind of deploy that you could have your own platform to do it, which is the hard thing about building a business around AI. So, oh, is that that it's always evolving and that any minute suddenly you're, you well, you're like run? Yeah, oh, we'll offer this as a service because you need to do this. Cool. A year later, somebody comes out with a more efficient algorithm that one's on one PC and the service where you're trying to charge people $500 a month for is free. Yeah. So. Uh, hey, as long as we're doing toy talk, uh, I think I mentioned before I got uh, that DJ, DJI FPV, first person drone. Um, mm -hmm. For the very first time, I got talked into trying it on in sport mode. I've only done normal, which is this very handholdy. What's that? Is that a branch? Let's slow you down, buddy. Uh, whereas sport mode is pretty much the same beast. 
just with uh, fewer restrictions on there. So instead of a max speed of 31 miles an hour, now the new max speed is 60 miles an hour. Oh, wow. You can really feel the difference. Now, if you go all the way to manual mode, which is where you could do, you know, uh, the loops and flips and all of the super tricky stuff that goes up to 91 miles an hour. Ah, damn. But, but that's uh, that's that's one of those like you want to log dozens, if not hundreds of hours in the, the flight simulator before you go messing around with that. But boy, it is it is just a treat. I'm, I'm enjoying it more and more. That's awesome. Those things, it's just the, the rate at which they improve. The AI, like you talked about before, the, the ability to avoid collisions is is incredible. I watched a YouTube video of a guy that was experimenting with like, uh, uh, I, a thing that I did not know is it early on in uh, aircraft design, somebody realized that like to prevent stall, if you have your wing is actually split and you have like a part of your wing here, so part of the air can go through there is you have, you're less likely to stall. And I was watching a video, they talk about, oh, this inventor so-and-so realized there was just a method to prevent, you know, wings from stalling. And I'm like, oh, ah, I wonder what happened. And they're like, yeah, you know, every airplane you fly in today, it's a big commercial airplane. Notice how the back part of it splits out and the top part comes up. Right. That's what it is. It's literally that split wing thing that he came up with. Wow. Um, Cause you ever notice you look out the, like, why is my wing doing this? And that's to, it's a, and it's like, I'm like, oh wow. And I, I watched like a uh, hobbyist who built a air, uh, airplane at a very short takeoff. It was like three stacked wings, like really close together. They could go like really ridiculous, like, you know, like really slow, like 20 miles an hour or something like that and not fall or much slower than that for an RC plane. And, and, but also what's cool is just that, oh yeah, I had it hit the waypoints and you're watching this thing just run the perimeter and keep going around and around. And you're like, that's just like a hobby shop thing. It's just thinking button you press now. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, well, I mean, this this definitely you feel uh, you feel like a pilot uh, when when you're at the controls on this one. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what it'd be like with like VR. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, that's one of the things when people try it, they uh, I have to train them because uh, they're so used to Oculus style, just being able to look around, but you can't do that. It's fixed. I mean, so so in fact, you it's you, you get motion sick. If you try to look around while you're flying, because the motion doesn't track with what you expect, and because there are be- some drones that do that, right? Who do three sixty? Yeah, we, we, could, we yeah. had uh, the the guy, the drone guy we had out here had one of those, right? Where you put on the head mounted display, but it would also like could look, look around. around. Uh, I think those were fixed as well, but I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if uh, if by now somebody has has uh, there is such a thing. Oh, oh, that's at least that's how I thought it worked. Yeah. Yeah, we could we could put the 360 camera on there too. You know, be fun. Yeah. You want to know how I thought it worked, uh, which is Bryce's marbles. I thought Ooh. that I thought I thought Bryce worked these worked these marbs. The <laughs> well, League of, League of Fun Games, and I'm looking at some of the merchandise here. By the way, yeah, I'm gonna uh, knock the, it off. It's called Concussion Marbles. Marbles, marbles, marbles. Yeah, we we finished up our second season of LFG Marbles. Um, of uh, what back in December or so, and uh, we we got five winners and it was great i uh am am really digging um i i think we made a few changes with how some of the points work we're giving out more points to more players um and i think the big the big transition from season one to season two both of which happened in the last calendar year was was changing those point systems and really just trying to decomplicate some of the way that the, 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 the stream works. Like we were giving out a lot of like bonus points and a lot of ad hoc points that 
just were really distracting for me as like a one man um, host. Um, and so like getting rid of those and, you know, there wasn't, there didn't end up being like complaints or well, why did you get rid of this bonus point? Like, no, they, people didn't, didn't care about that. Um, and so, yeah, I, 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 I think the second season went really well and I don't think we're going to make a lot of changes for season three. So we'll probably get started with that here in February. Nice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, we're, we're kind of in, an, in another sort of groove. Like we took, we took a good break, um, probably four to six months between season one and season two to kind of figure out changing points and changing the system and all. But I, I don't know. I feel like, uh, we're in, we're in a good spot with it. So have, have you, and I, I don't want to blurse anything by accidentally saying an idea that runs away, but, okay. um, uh, have you considered doing a season with teams where people could do five man teams? I've thought about teams and it's like, especially in that, in the world of F1 and everything you've learned right. about how fun that could be. I, right. And, and that gets very, uh, I've thought about some, something like that. Cause that would be very fun to do or some, some version where there are teams and maybe people bet because right now where it gets difficult doing something like that is we can get. 80 to over 100 players in every given race and so that uh, with the kind of duct tape way that we have to put it together there it's it's tough to be like okay these people these five people are going to be on a team but hopefully they're there for all 10 streams yeah it that gets tough but i would i i I do like the idea of team competition or some some version of it where there's or or, i guess i'm describing clan play sure uh, because essentially this is all deathmatch and so if 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 you allowed clans but, but but you're right then all of a sudden it becomes this game of harassment where it's like you've mm-hmm. got to show up man you're letting us down well i mean that, that's yeah. and that's that's the thing is like ultimately it's supposed to be casual against yeah. that yeah so it's supposed to be show up play the game we're all having a good time but i would like to figure out a way to do where where maybe there's a way where instead of like 10 teams or teams of five there are like two big teams and there's like and you uh, you know at the start of the season maybe you pick a team or you're randomly assigned a team and then you know the 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 left team and the right team are doing their own random separate thing like they i i've i've been thinking about that cuz i would like to see other ways to mess with the format and and try other things that you don't do in the game itself would would it be possible to and again this is me blursing it again uh would it be possible to set up a script where the moment they enter a match, they're assigned an arch nemesis. And then it's mm. a, a maybe like tournament style. You have winners who take on, you know, almost like a final four bracket kind of thing for nope. like somebody who mm. has, maybe you don't win every race, but you've defeated every one of your opponents. That would be interesting. Cause that is something that does pop up organically from, from different groups of people who join in and play and say, well, Oh, well, you know, did I beat Sailman? Cause they, this person knows Sailman and said they want to beat Sailman. And so I, I could see some something like that. I w- and and that's the kind of things that I would like. I think uh, when when I was being able to call your shot would be really mm-hmm. fun. If if you were able to just say, "I'm going to be blank," and then that could even track of like who's the person that mm-hmm. w- people want to beat the most, and and did he beat them? And I think that that's that's fun. <laughs> or maybe maybe you designate like one. Uh, a black sheep that everyone's supposed to hate, like one heel. <laughs> that everybody's like, well, at least I beat blank. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> so you have 
like a the bonus, the bonus ball, a random black sheep every every race, yeah. and whoever beats that, per- oh, that would be fun. That would be so. <laughs> like, so there's like, a lot like, of kind of like yeah. the luchador mask character who comes in and be like, <laughs> like nobody knows who it is. It could, well, it that that would be that, that would be could... really fun if you. All right, so you randomly <laughs> named somebody that was playing, yeah. right? And so for everybody, there is a win or loss condition. Did I finish above or behind this person? And right. for the person, you can say, all right, your job is to come ahead of 50% of the pack. So you win if you are splitting it, you know, you are on on, on the north side of 50% and you lose if you are on the south side of, of, of 50%. That that would be fun for everybody. Yeah. And what's what's really nice about uh, kind of this, this little brainstorm session is that because we have the stat system that we're doing and it's still, we're still running on an air table. That's still not a total proper, uh, you know, SQL database, what have you. Um, a lot of that stuff is, is not impossible. Like before we had done, you know, these seasons of marbles, they, that probably would have not been even possible. We would have meant we're too far away from it. But like, so I'm thinking about what you're talking about. I'm thinking about the way that we capture stats and and some of the data, and we we could do things like that. And 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 then you, I'm just I'm sorry, I'm stuck on this heel idea because what you could do is you could have just a a, a, a mask and a green screen, uh, and you're like, before we start this next race, we have a special special message from you know uh, from from the El Rayo X, and he's just mm-hmm. like, uh, I hate all you guys, you know. Oh, nobody's <laughs> gonna beat me and you're like oh well he's a real piece of work that one yeah. <laughs> and then and then he competes oh. and then so everyone and you know, just <laughs> we can oh my gosh <laughs> like it's oh, okay so and now everyone's cheering for when he comes in dead last okay. or he's, okay these are very good <laughs> and, and so you know i i when we were talking about marbles last year it was a lot of like marbles and then what are the next projects and what what all flies under the like the lfg LFG banner banner. exactly and uh the big lesson from 2021 was um that uh that's diff it's there's there are there are big gulfs between new entirely new projects and you know, some of the things that you're talking about have been things I was thinking about for like, okay, well, it's coming up to the end of the year. What if we did a mini season or what if we did five days in a row and then that's its own little competition? And I like the idea of like taking having like the main like having proper marbles and then like alternate marbles, bizarro marbles um, as like mini things or little interludes because um it, it's it's just been a little bit of a time thing. It's like I would love to do um, I have a bunch of ideas for different things, but right now I have to be able to slot. I have to develop them in a way that I can actually make progress with the time I have each week. Um, God, I got, I got to go on Amazon and buy a luchador mask now. <laughs> I, I can use the voice distorter. I can I, call I, out I got, whoever I, the I, previous I, winners. I got you, fam. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's like I'm coming for you, and then you name a particular person. You know, like the call out yeah, it was like, "Ooh, I'm coming for you, Mirovina." But yeah, no, I'm. But I'm excited, and I'm. I'm glad. I think one of the things I was worried about was taking such a large break between season one and season two. It was probably almost six months, and and it's funny because that's the thing that I like hound on Blaseball for was like right when Blaseball got really popular, they shut down. 
you couldn't do anything for months and months. Um, but I get it. <laughs> like you do need a little bit. You do need a pretty significant calibration period, especially after that first. The o- the line only thing dump. more disappointing than not being able to play is being able to play and everything breaking and everybody getting frustrated. Exactly. Like that is that is a a real 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 uh uh you know a danger is giving people what they want too fast. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, I'm 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 excited for it, and I feel like we're you know we're in a groove where we're we can templatize it a little bit. We've got a format. This format works and, um, you know, some things, you know, some things that worked, we keep them going. Some things that don't work, we either just chuck them or we change them. And, you know, that's the freeing thing about, about not kind of being tied down with this is just, you can change whatever. It doesn't matter. And people are along for the ride. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's at least a little bit of a marbles update. I don't know. Did you, did you guys have a, any oh no that's that, that's that's all uh, I'm, yeah that's exactly what just i wanted, wanted to, to see hear. how your marbles were doing marbles.win is the website i like the thing i'm bummed a little bit is that i haven't been able to do more i want to do yeah. more merch and you know all these ideas for alternate uh race formats but uh just it, you know <laughs> it's stuff it's got to share time uh i got one thing to mention before we uh we start uh, moving over to pics mm. uh on the dog and pony show audio twitter yesterday a mysterious message that uh at on february 1st 22 <laughs> so 2122 at 1201 oh uh if you go to patreon.com slash greatest con I don't know what it's going to be. Just kidding. I do know what it's going to be, but uh, <laughs> I, I won't say it because I'm intentionally trying to build mystery. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's this water what that's is very that? deep over my head? How did that happen? Yeah. So there we go. I just wanted to point that out. Uh, 12, 2, 1, 22 at 1201. Now, why the decision to do twos and ones i wonder what's up with that um a lot of twos a lot of twos a lot of twos a lot and, of twos it's and not why not February? don't be disappointed when it's not the full season uh <laughs> hey bryce bryce can you bring that up again absolutely up here on twitter at dog pony audio the at dog pony audio which i don't think i follow so i'm gonna follow that right now now that should everybody now what now what did happen three weeks ago on january 2nd justin what? Because the Europe, if you read it European, this happened almost a month ago. Oh, right. All right. <laughs> Who are you? Top of the morning to you, 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 you jerk. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, you can basically, uh, 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 this has been the most um, interesting experience that I've ever had with Patreon. And, and I know Brian uh, as well, um, specifically with the Greatest Con Patreon, because we aren't giving you nothing. <laughs> We're literally taking money for nothing in return uh, with the promise being that we are working on stuff. It is a lot of faith that the patrons have have put in us. And uh, as we normally update them at the first or sometimes the second or third of every month, um, you know, I, I, I think uh, uh, this is going to be a special one because uh, you guys are, are good. You guys are good. Yeah, just, on the just, yeah, I feel like you should hype it up even more. 
not the full I, season. If you think it's the full season, you're going to be disappointed. It's at least at the whole first episode, right? It's not the whole first episode. Oh, okay, okay, all right. But all it'll right. be like a cut of the whole first episode. I don't know, man. It's 2-1-22-12-01. That's a lot of twos. Is it, you what, what is get, it, Tuesday? It's a lot of twos. But you couldn't do it on the second A lot of ones, too, because it's the first episode. <laughs> So it is oh. not the whole first episode. Uh, Patreon.com slash greatest. Don't be disappointed. Con. Don't be disappointed. <laughs> it's a fun gift for everybody who supported us. I, I, have an, I have an idea for Patreon is like to let people roll together like a bunch of their different projects into like one big bundle to subscribe because I'm like, oh, I'm a subscriber. God, I would love that. Mm-hmm. That would be great. I mean, they only just got annual subscriptions. You know what they should do? Uh, and also, they don't offer they you want. to let you do that. They, we still can't do that on, on Greatest Con. Oh, because it's like a pro it's a select thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some of that stuff is behind their like, higher processing fee tiers. Well, and Patreon even then, like, I, would up, I, would, I would up our thing we, if we, we, we were allowed. Oh, we, we need the Patreon equivalent of a blue tick to even get that feature. Oh, interesting. Got yeah. it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, anyway, there you go. Anyway, it's the biggest thing ever. It's not <laughs> the biggest. It's a mysterious season. thing. It's a whole new third season. <laughs> it's a mysterious thing. It's not a third season. It's not the whole. It's the greatest. Not the, whole the second gr- season. third season is in, about the second season. In eight K. In eight K. Yeah, I don't know. Say in eight K. Things uh, will be learned. You, you guys, check out the. You guys, check out the. The latest list of the Barry Award nominations for this year. No, oh. and that's yeah, I was. You were what? I'm sorry. I was wondering if you just if you just saw the that Barry list Awards. That came out. Yeah, that's, nominations. Yeah. This is for for last year for for 2021. No, it's for 1972. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm trying to cover from. Oh, Bryce <laughs> <finds> <laughs> <the thing. laughs> I don't just snap it, man. <laughs> Bryce, I was covered by playing Dracula. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm looking here. Best paperback original. Now that says Black Coral Andrew Maine. Hey! What? 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 Hey! I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> Congratulations, man. That's incredible. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Some very good company there. So, uh, yeah, that's Deadly Pleasures. They've been doing this for several years. They do their list of their their uh, picks of the year. So, uh, Black Coral, which is a sequel to The Girl Beneath the Sea, is up for Best Paperback Original. For those of you keeping track, my sequels have a really high hit rate for getting nominations for either Thriller or Edgar, and this is would be my first Barry nomination. So, um, that's incredible. And these are for um, mysteries, murder mysteries, the, yeah, the Barry mystery Awards, thrillers, mystery yeah. thrillers. Thrillers. Yeah, awesome. That's con- congratulations. And that's that's, that's some big. old gross stuff, man. Those those guys have been around for a while, so that is that is awesome. Yeah, we've got uh, some other people up for like Stephen King. You know, mm, whatever. That old hey, man, canard. you got to make way for some amateurs in there, too. I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyhow, very flattering. Very, very cool. So congrats. Just bring it up. Do you know when the ceremony, when you might, if you win, maybe? Yeah, they do it. They do it at VoucherCon, which is this really big kind of like mystery conference, which is going to be in Minneapolis in September. Oh, great. Uh, cool. So that's a. In September? Been to, wow. Yeah, I've been to VoucherCon before yeah wait a minute that's 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 some lead time on the nomination but and, and the well, award they got, they got to read they, all they, the books they take it oh, serious, oh yeah. crap 
that would be that would be kind of crass to, <laughs> to give everyone like one week <laughs> well no i mean i think like, like with like oscar stuff like usually it's like you're watching it and then like the yeah. subsection of the like the nominations are from from within so they yeah. presumably have already watched yeah you know, that's why they do all the for your consideration and yeah uh but hell yeah that's great andrew it's great thank you thank you very much I'm sorry that the lead time's too long, Justin. <laughs> I'm not saying it's too long. I mean, geez. But, 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 I'm but, just saying but, it's not as short as the time between now and 12 1. But, but, the, but the nomination is for the whole book, right? Not, uh, or not just not <laughs> the whole first book. part of the, the first whole chapter. Book, Brian. I'm a professional. Who knows? Who knows? It's a mystery. <laughs> I put out the entire thing because I'm a pro in confident in what i do you don't do it week over week like playboy does no god no 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 for the articles no because <laughs> they used to serialize yeah. fiction I mean, exactly really literally now is the only reason to read that magazine <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah uh picks uh uh yeah I, 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 I guess as far as content Popeye, the Popeye goes, cartoon because that was a great impression finally Playing catch up on Peacemaker. It's fun and funny and good. Oh, Peacemaker yeah. rules. Peacemaker's Just awesome. So good. Chekhov's what? chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. Um I I don't know if you could write a a a twist more designed for Andrew Maine than the thing that they find in the inner sanctum of that. <laughs> um, it's not an uncommon plot in dc tv shows though the, oh really the, yes there's been those in flash you know that's a thing that happens um yeah that uh geez it's just so fun uh uh it really is snyder at at his peak snyder gun or that's not jesus it's peak snyder is, the other guy <laughs> It's not Snyder. It's the opposite of Snyder. Well, I'm on fire today, friends. You know, when you got it, you got it. And uh, boy, am I just, I'm, I'm on fire, friends. Get away from the hot hand. Um, coming through. Number one broadcaster, me. 2-1-22-12-01. It's not the maybe, whole season. Maybe. It's not the first episode. Maybe it'll but it, be, things will be learned. Maybe it'll be my pick, but uh, to, to touch on that, there is a YouTube channel that I subscribe to. I subscribe to several ones that like get into comic book history because, like, I actually like it's for some reason like comic books and video games. I kind of just I like listening to people talk about them sometimes more than like reading or playing them, which is probably makes me very weird but uh oh no i'm, I'm very much the same yeah. i think uh, uh yeah. that th those were my favorite uh smodcast episodes where for the entire length of time it would take to watch a harry potter movie i would just <laughs> yeah. hear kevin smith describe a harry potter movie yeah. <laughs> which i enjoyed very much the uh the character that makes an appearance in the latest episode of peacemaker there's a there's a youtube channel called key issues which does really good short kind of recaps of comic book history that character has a comic book history that involves that character fighting in Vietnam. I I, I don't doubt it because uh, <laughs> uh, I think part of what really attracted 
James Gunn to uh, uh, not only Guardians of the Galaxy, but also Suicide Squad was the uh, chance to do, to use a lot of random comic book characters to really dig into the uh, uh, the uh, weird extended back catalog. Yes. And so as soon as you saw what 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 happens in that episode of, of Peacemaker, I'm like, there's no way that was invented whole cloth. This has to be a a a you know a part of uh DC canon. <laughs> uh yeah, there's a don't uh, for our audio listeners, don't worry, you're fine. Upper left corner. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes, and the not a not a great story either, but just like how far he just dips into stuff to pull things into there, which is just sort of cool or so anyhow. Well, cool. you know, and and to get semi-serious for a second, like there was this run, uh, you know, in I guess really the beginning of the Nolan Batman stuff where the idea of like, if I'm going to make a comic book movie, it has to be a serious action movie. And I forget who it was. It may have been even Goyer who like said at, at some event where he's talking about like, well, if you're ever going to do a justice league movie, like first things first, you have to rename Martian Manhunter because that's a stupid name. And it's, it's stupid for you to have uh, somebody do a serious thing where you have a marsh. Somebody is characters are seriously calling each other Martian Manhunter. And I think that part of what makes guns take so refreshing is that he's like, can you believe there's an insane world where all of these characters in canon exist side by side? It's more fun to imagine the world where this exists as opposed to trying to sand off the edges and repaint everything into a gray that makes it feel like a more realistic world. Well, and even like uh, like in the MCU, what they would do is, uh, you know, they would drop maybe like one coy reference and outside of that use their regular names like uh, like when jeff bridges you know says to tony stark we're ironmongers that's that's as close as you get to the fact that his villain was called ironmonger Iron right yeah. and then uh, and the when james gunn did guardians he's pushing uphill he has the main character no call me star lord it's a cool name yeah nobody wants to do it and now yeah. just unrepentant every yeah I, I i like that as well well that was yeah that was the you know, Goyer's really an incredibly talented person, and it was a different point in time, but is that if you don't believe, if you don't think you can make the world believable, then it's not the world for you. Yeah. And Marvel, I've said this again and in, the most important movie to sort of making the Marvel Universe work was Thor. Because yeah. Thor, like prior to Thor, we had Iron Man. Okay, it's Mission Impossible guy with a suit. And he had Hulk. Okay, super steroids sort of kind of thing. But then when you get to, you know, you get to uh, Thor. Thor, where it's no longer just kind of a super alt history sci-fi and it's flat out, there are gods, there is magic, there's all of this stuff and it works and it works. And then that's how you get into by the time you you build it. And like that's that was sort of what made the Marvel Universe rich and DC was hard because DC felt like. Well, it has to be like a Christopher Nolan thing. We have to put in our world and it's diehard with somebody in the cape. And it was just this, you know, and now DC is going there and in a wonderful way. Yeah. And that's what I like. Uh, by the way, random. Uh, uh, this is my pick. Uh, uh, Reddit.com slash R slash. I think it's Marvel is where I saw this. But uh, they had, and I can't confirm this, but it's on the internet. So it must be true. What 
they had labeled as Kevin Feige's notes on Amazing Spider-Man 2. So this was the second of the web Spider-Man movies with Andrew Garfield, the one that effectively killed the franchise uh, uh, that was trying to also launch, I guess each individual Sinister Six villain was going to get his own movie and then they were going to do a Sinister Six team up movie with a bunch of villains, uh, which we, I guess are still seeing trickle out with, with Mobius coming out, uh, in, in, in the next few, uh, the next few months, but it's, let's just say Kevin Feige's a really good producer. I think he understands why Spider-Man movies either work or don't work. And his notes, which seem to be largely ignored, in uh, uh, the so, process of putting that that so if together. I want to find it, just go to Reddit and search Kevin Feige notes Spider Man. Or... Yeah, I think it... about Amazing Spider Man Two. Is that That's what we're it. talking yeah. about? Yes, yeah. I'll have a link in the show notes. Okay. Kevin Feige notes on the Amazing Spider Man. Again, I, number one, I cannot, I cannot confirm that these are that these are actually real, but uh, uh, they are smart notes for a movie that wasn't great. And uh, among among the things he keeps harping back on is why are you making Spider-Man literally anything other than an everyday an everyday kid who happens to become the greatest superhero of all time that every moment that you are adding to a mysterious backstory or special yeah. parents or you know like the fact that his blood is special is remo- every step you're stripping away the cool thing about Spider-Man is that he is just a dopey teenager who becomes special. And that's, that's what makes him. Well, and awesome. it, it, yeah, exactly. Uh, he was, he, he, he was us. He was the, the, the reader. He was the blank slate onto which you could pro- project your own difficulties in high school. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, Mikey, he, he knows a thing or two. Turns Curious out- to see what his notes, notes look like now. I wonder if he lost the app. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, uh, if he might be he might be noting other franchises if uh, yeah. rumors are to be believed. Mm, interesting. Why did you guys play tug of war with Snoke? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have a pick, Andrew? Uh, key issues. I'm going to oh, recommend okay. that that yeah that that YouTube channel. Really fun. Really really good material. There's always something fun there, and I just love watching it. Like, because you're like, ah, like, who is the peacemaker's father? Let me watch this. Oh Lord, good <laughs> God! <laughs> like, uh, the White Dragon. Why did that sound? Oh, that's why it's called the White Dragon. And you're like, like, man. Um. Uh, so some good stuff there. Also, I better throw this out. I just rewatched Logan. Still awesome. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I must have watched it a dozen times by now. So good. Uh, so JC Calhoun in our chat says that those Feige notes apparently were part of the Sony email leaks. Huh. Um, so if that is indeed the case, then you would get the sense that they are uh, legit. Yeah. Any other picks? Mm-hmm. I think we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Things will it's- be learned. Ben after almost a Ben Affleck. It's a Ben Affleck. <laughs>
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>